What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. Middle school basketball coaching legend and Duke basketball shooting coach in his mind, Austin Orman. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Hour two of On the Block, the last hour of traditional On the Block for the week. Uh, We're up in Omaha for the College World Series uh, tomorrow, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of next week. So we'll do kind of what we did with state basketball. We'll fill in between games. That's right, fill in between games because we are carrying the College World Series on the radio here at 93.7 The Ticket. Um, games at one and six on Friday, I believe the same ish on Monday. Um, so if you want to tune into your regular ticket radio programming, that'll be on the air from 10 to 1245 or so. And then whenever the first game gets done until about 10, 15 minutes before the start of the second game. So we'll wrap up uh, uh, the traditional on the block for this week, brought to you, of course, by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul, uh, with a lot of basketball talk. And Strick, before we get into trade rumors, uh, potential trade destinations, what goes into all of that, a couple basketball-adjacent injuries to get to. Mm -hmm. This one uh, from the NBA Finals, Game 4 in Miami, Heat Nuggets, Conor McGregor. Yes, that Conor McGregor, uh, UFC MMA fighter. Walks out at halftime as part of a skit uh, promoting some healing spray of some sort. And the Heat's mascot, Bernie, walks out with golden boxing gloves on. Part of the skit was Connor's going to, you know, lay him out. Well, Connor did his job too well. Sent the mascot to the emergency room. Oh, no. As part of a skit. Oh, no. Punched him. Then he was supposed to punch him one more time on the ground. That's what happened, and you know, he sprayed the mist as the mascot was being taken away, but little did anyone know, the mascot actually had actually to go got... to the emergency room. So, well, I mean, well, first of all, there's, there's, there's two things about that. One, be careful about walking up on a former boxer, uh, definitely an MMA fighter. Uh, anybody that is skilled in that area of, <clears throat> of art, because... You think it's sweet. It doesn't, I, to me, I, and, and you can challenge me on this, 402-464-5685. I don't think size matters either. When you're dealing with someone that's skilled, someone that has size, yes, if they get you, they grapple you, or they're able to take you down, that's their advantage. Mm-hmm. But a skilled fighter who's skilled in movement, distance, and the ability to tap your face, your nose, different areas that they're used to having contact that you're not. Mm-hmm. What normally happens to someone who is not skilled in that area and used to taking punches, 
they don't know how to minimize the, the, the punch or they don't know how to slip with the punch or they don't know how to take it without closing their eyes and, and doing different things with shielding. To be a great boxer, you have to be able to take the punch, see it, either slide off of it and be able to counter, or you've got to be able to do something in that manner. But if you're just doing like this, it's a setup because now boxers can they can slip to the side, do like Mike Tyson used to do, and then boom, they catch you with something that you don't see coming. That's when you get dropped. So so be careful when you're you you know because you don't know who you're gonna come up against. Somebody might be very skilled in the, in 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 the art of boxing or in the art of MMA, but that part of it shows you the danger and the power of um you know the lethality of hands mm-hmm. like they they can be very lethal and, and i find it hard that you can go through a mask out suit and still do some kind of damage that's the part that i'm like that's scary it seems like the mascot the guy in the mascot suit will be fine got some pain meds got sent home but to your point strike conor mcgregor's five what five yeah. seven five yeah. eight five nine one sixty ish yeah that's not about size that's about where you get mm-hmm. hit knowing mm-hmm. the location and not that he could, you know, tell in a, you know, with the, the person in the heat mascot uniform where he's punching necessarily, but yeah. maybe he's just that good that it doesn't matter. He just yeah. you know, locks on. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's kind of wild. I, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kind of those those suits are pretty soft. I'm like, I'm like, dang, normally it would take the blow. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, to be able to have to go to the hospital. I mean, I don't know what the damages were, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You had to go. That it is. So maybe don't schedule an MMA fighter to do punch it. someone for a halftime skit, um, because that just seems like a bad idea. The other kind of silly basketball related injury actually comes to us from major league baseball strick mm. so pete fairbanks is a pitcher for the rays he was on the injured list um scheduled to return but he comes back from the injured list with a black eye how did he suffer this black eye you might wonder here's here's what he said wiffle ball not wiffle ball pete fairbanks said quote i dunked on my three-year-old in the pool pulled the hoop down onto my face I was trying to teach him an early lesson in life that when you're in the paint, you can't be caught unaware. <laughs> Wait, 13-year-old? Three. <laughs> Nine-year-old? Three. Uno, dos, tres años. That's karma. That's karma. Um, it, listen... Um, my good friend, uh, WTF member, Cluster Johnson as well, and longtime member here. So he, his, his youngest son is, is Kai Johnson. And um, the middle child, the one that plays for the Seahawks, Kay Johnson, he never lets Kay, I mean, never lets Kai win. Mm-hmm. Like if they're playing like in the little Nerf hoop, he swats his stuff and slams his stuff and, you know, he can't run by him or he can't, he never lets him win. And I think that's, I think that's healthy. Mm-hmm. I think that's healthy mm-hmm. because you have two things you can do. You can pout or you can get better and get stronger or work on ways to try to win the game. Mm-hmm. And, and that was one thing my dad always did to me. I, I couldn't beat my dad. I don't think until I was almost a junior in college, in high school mm-hmm. to where he would just beat me up and boom and elbows in my back and you know i'm going to the basket boom shoulders and, and you know that ain't no foul 
you know, but it, it, it taught me a great lesson. I think we need to do that more. So I'm not saying three years old, though. Austin, I mean, golly, wait till he gets eight. <laughs> I mean, she's three years old. You banging on your son and, and trying to teach him a lesson. He's not even going to remember <laughs> when he gets to five what you did, except the fact you had a black eye. You're going to take pictures of it. Pete Fairbanks uh, was then asked if he regretted it. Said, nope, ball went through the hoop. That's two points as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) Bucket's a bucket, I guess. I guess so, man. (laughs) Uh, On to actual basketball news now. Um, Where do you want to start? East or West? I'll go West. All right, starting in the West with some trade news. Uh, Mentioned this briefly, didn't get a chance to get to it in depth. The New Orleans Pelicans have said they are interested in trading up to either number two or number three. In order to draft Scoot Henderson mm-hmm. uh, from the G League Ignite, first of all, Scoot Henderson's on the Pelican. Uh, fascinating fit with CJ McCollum already there. Mm-hmm. Be curious to see, you know, how he would work uh, with that that duo. Are they trying to, you know, recreate Dame and CJ like Portland did? But in order to move up as far as New Orleans would need to, it'd have to give up a pretty big, you know, package of picks and players. Yeah. Well, one guy that New Orleans is now open to trading. Zion Williamson, mm-hmm. good idea, bad idea, risky idea, cut bait now idea. Where do you fall on the Pelicans putting Zion on the block? Well, you've had a three-year sample size. You've got barely 100 games, a um, little over 100, 114 games. Um, you've paid him significantly. Mm-hmm. You're seeing there's trouble in paradise. There's some issues and problems going on. Probably sometimes in those situations, the best thing to do is to try to get that individual into another place. Start fresh. Um, What type of pressure is it going to put on him continuing to remain? Mm -hmm. Is he going to be able to get what did did he only stay because of them? I mean, you're, you're probably asking all these questions. Did he only stay because of the money? Um, you know, there's so many outside forces that are going on with food and <laughs> obviously the other flavors of life that are going on out there for him. So then I, I would say, yeah, th- th- if you're going to do it, do it now. Right. Um, well, he still has some value. You're looking at three players right now that are potentially players that are transcendent for taking your organization maybe to another level. Mm-hmm. You're looking at Wimbenyama, you're looking at Scoot, and then you're looking at Miller. Um, to me, I'm, I'm, I'm probably a little less on Miller than I am on any of them. Miller to me, just now, now just hear me. Don't knock me, Jim, just hear me. Initially to me, Miller reminds me of, who do you think? Player right now, he's in the Eastern Conference. What do you think? His his body? No. His, his style game, of play, his game, his game and, and the levels of up and down production. Seems to me it can fall in this area of lay this thing. J.R. Barrett. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. He seems to me he could be that type of player for me. Okay. Where he's good, but he's to me, I don't think he's going to be a mover of the needle. 
I could be wrong. Guy, role guy? I think so. I think so. Now, whether that's going to determine be determined on his worth ethic and mm-hmm. you know how much he really wants and does he really want you know the, that to go to that next level. I'm still watching that. To me, watching his games in college and you know kind of how things mm-hmm. panned out in the tournament, you know, yeah, he came in some some big games in SEC, but he was to me. She, that's, that's what I saw with J.R. Barrett. Fair. I think the hope for whoever drafts Brandon Miller is they're getting KD. I don't think Brandon Miller has that back. Uh, I don't think he's got I th- that. <laughs> I think Brandon Miller is more Trey Murphy the third. Okay. With with the current Pelicans, where he's a three and D wing, who you know maybe can make a play off the bounce here or there, but if yeah. he can defend at a high enough level and knock down open shots at that height, guard two through four comfortably. Maybe slide up to, you know, a more athletic five. But Brandon Miller doesn't seem like a ball in his hands, break you down guy. No. There you go. That's why I say. So you're looking at really three guys. The rest are kind of some toss-ups. You might throw in some international guys. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to try to do it, I, I I would do it now if I'm the Pelicans, you know, to be honest. Um, I'm sure because there's, there's another piece of it. I'm sure there's guys in that locker room that are frustrated. How could there not be? They're frustrated with Zion. They're like, and they're seeing what's going on, and they're like, man, you know, move on. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I could see that. The thing about a move like this is think about how hyped Zion was coming into the league. Mm -hmm. You know, no doubt, number one prospect in that class. You know, some people, you know, had John Morant close to him, but it was still Zion with the way he jumped, the way he could run, um, developed a little more of a bag at Duke in his one year, not just Dunker. Eh. Was he was he like Barkley? Maybe, maybe slightly more perimeter oriented. Barkley, maybe. Barkley Barkley ended up being really good perimeter. Early on, he wasn't. That's what I'm saying. I think Zion had more perimeter early. You think so? I think so. Okay. I mean, Zion was I used as a ball handler, used in some you know high horn sets to get to the rim, not just posted up down low. Um, so I think that was that was the hope was if he you know smooths out that. I think transition jumper. Barkley is. Is one that, in there? Yeah, mm-hmm. compare him. Okay, cool. right. Just thought. but but think about where Zion was and even where he is. You know what he could be. But this is where the Pelicans have to know, or at least feel very convicted in what he has been, what he is, and what he's going to be. Not what he could be, but what he's going to be. You've had more eyes on him, more conversations with him than anyone else in the yeah. league. So if you think he's just a role guy, you think he's an injury risk, you think his head isn't screwed on straight, if there's someone out there that's willing to talk themselves into his potential, you dump him yes. if you're not sure. Mm-hmm. Because if you hold on to him, here's the thing. The short-term reaction is, oh, they gave up Zion? He's the next face of the league. Mm-hmm. But if he never develops into that, you'd be dumb not to trade mm-hmm. him. Yeah, you don't want to end up with the Sam Bowie. Right? Mm-hmm. Because right now, from what I'm seeing from Zion Williams, Williamson, he doesn't want it. Like he's he's right now. If I could give uh, an analogy of what I'm seeing on Zion Williams, it would be like um, your boy from the Cleveland Browns. Money. What's his name? Deshaun. No, the other one. The not. He went to Texas A&M. Oh, Miles Garrett. No, quarterback. Oh, Johnny Manziel. Johnny, Johnny Manziel. Manziel. There we go. We get there eventually. Yeah. Yeah. He 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 seems that he could be on the verge of becoming a Johnny Manziel. I'm. Mm-hmm. That's just an analogy. So I'm not saying they're they're the same. I'm just saying 
when you look at his on-field and off-court production, I, it's very possible if you're looking at it from the standpoint of what you're seeing right now, whether it be, like you said, the injuries, if, if it's the off-court, off-court, if it's you know what you're thinking that you're going to get out of him, if you like his, his potential, mm-hmm. then let me dump him, let me move him, and let you take it. Two teams that have come up as potential destinations for a trade, these wouldn't get uh, New Orleans to number two or number three. They could get to number four. Houston has apparently looked into Zion. Okay, I can see that. There's there's some young young swipper snappers that can... (laughs) Swipper snappers. (laughs) I'd probably say New York may be in that. Is that where Zion wants to go? Mm. Oh, well, if you can't handle... let, let, Let me be completely real and honest right now. If you can't handle New Orleans, you are not going to be able to handle New York City. First of all, the media is going to murk you. The media is, oof, oh my gosh, the Times, the Post, all of them, the media is going to murk you. If you, you better be ready to show up. I couldn't imagine three lefties being out there, four lefties. That'd be crazy. <laughs> but how, how would that package work? That's what I don't know. If you're the Pelicans, aren't you looking for You're going to have quickly? to do Barrett. Barrett? You're going to have to do probably Barrett. If you're the Knicks, do you ship Randall out the door and slot Williams you into his You definitely spot? try to do that. Because right now, you're you're still kind of frustrated with Randall, right? You felt mm-hmm. like he he's disappointed you. So if you're going to swap head cases for head cases, <laughs> you're, you're swapping one that you know mm-hmm. for one that is potentially, you know, that, but could – you know, have the light turn on and could be great. The other trade rumor out West, uh, Carl Anthony Towns was oh, okay. on uh, Patrick Beverly's podcast. Um, this, uh, he was asked about his future in Minnesota. And I feel like this comes up every off season with him. I, I'm worried Carl Anthony Towns is kind of in the, the boat that Zion is where he doesn't know how to be great. doesn't know what goes into it, but in, in in response to uh, his future in Minnesota, Carlton Towns said, uh, the rumors are as true or as false as Minnesota makes them to be. Could Carl Anthony Towns be on the move, and where does he fit? <clears throat> Shout out to the uh, Sauter Heyman text line, 402-464-5685. If you're an NBA fan and, and, and you're in on this, because to me... Carl Anthony Towns, dang, that's that's a tough one because, I mean, he does. Uh, I mean, I guess you could say Miami, and here's why. Kind of big body but soft. You're okay with someone like Bam if he wants to take the physical because Carl hasn't come to me as if he wants physical smoke. He's just tall. He's just a big boy. Mm-hmm. But Kevin Love, he probably, Carl is probably right now, at this age and juncture of his career, a better shooter. So you're going to get that stretch, can rebound, but can put the ball on the floor, which Love's not able to do. So I could see maybe Miami. Does he <clears throat> Does he have the mindset to work in Miami? Yeah, that's though. the thing. Miami's going to demand so – and I, I just don't know if he has that. that that's, just, that's just my personal opinion. Um, Dallas. But then I look at Dallas – and then I look at what they have in Christian Wood. And they didn't use him. And they didn't use him. So that so I'm like, dang, well, I mean, that would be dumb. So Dallas has a, a way of just sometimes doing stuff just to do it. 
mm-hmm. right? So they might be in that mode to just do something just to do it. Um, I could see maybe that. Um, a team that probably could use them, uh, you know, with the style that they play is Oklahoma City. With that kind of open, free, lot of lot of length, you know, mm-hmm. Getty and all these guys, you know, they 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 all kind of help each other, kind of mask each other. But to me, that would be similar to what he's got up in Minnesota. So um, would, I just don't know, man. Would Detroit look into it? Try to get him under Monty Williams' wing. Uh, I mean, great, great young talent. They do need some some size if they have a stretch guy like Carl Anthony Towns. I just don't know if he's hard nosed for what. You know, Monty's gonna want I, that, and that's what's that's what's limiting a lot of my ideas on it. On um, you know what it could look like, maybe Boston. You know, as, as a alongside, you know, alongside, you know, William because Williams will handle all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, another size like that where he can come weak side and don't have to necessarily take the pressure of dealing with. I could see that. I I wonder too how much is. I think it needs to be out east, though. I think I'm with you. Okay. Yeah. I wonder how much of this is, you know, Carl Anthony Towns' actual mindset and how much is, you know, kind of pushing back against coaches and how much is a coach hasn't been able to get through to him. You know, maybe he does want to be, you know, great. Maybe there is more in there. A coach hasn't tapped into it. And I don't know if that's Carl Anthony Towns shutting it down or Carl Anthony Towns not understanding what a coach is asking of him. I don't know. <laughs> that was that one I just don't have an answer for on that one, Austin, because it's it's you know, you can't get into the mind of of um of Carl Anthony Towns. I could tell you that he talks he talks as if he's willing and and able to get get it done from uh the standpoint that you would want him to be uh mm-hmm. for your team, but I I just don't I I just don't see it. I didn't see the production. Um, a couple things on Zion before we go to break. We'll start with Thundernot Collins, who asks, is it inconceivable to think that since Zion wanted to go to uh, New York City when he was drafted, that he's pulling a James Harden, acting like he doesn't care and acting wild, so they trade him where he wants to go? Not inconceivable. They could, I think that's a plausible answer, Thundernot Collins. Um, and then Anonymous Texter, uh, is Zion's situation more that he doesn't want to play in New Orleans, or is it a matter of talent? I don't think it's a matter of talent. I just... I just, I think he only signed because he wasn't going to get that money anywhere else, and they were willing to give it to him, and so he took it. Um, I just don't think he's focused. I, it's very disappointing. I say it again that you you have a team that really could have made some noise in that playoff, and you don't show up mm-hmm. for him when you're you're ready to play. They say you know you make excuses as if you're not, but come on, man, you could have gave him time, minutes, you know, even just change the scouting report mm-hmm. if you step out on that court i mean you don't have to give but just if you just show up and show up for your team you might have could have changed the dynamics of what that that series was going to look like so yeah man I, that, that that's what really disappointed me about him we'll move the trade talk out east a couple guards uh being talked about in the east and also the john morant situation what do we expect uh from adam silver what do you think he's going to say well it helped john morant we'll get to that as we continue here on the block What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. 
Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.